0: Chapter 3 of The Home Life of Poe by Susan Archer Weiss. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Allen Home. Mr. Allen was, at this time, thirty one years of age, a plain, practical business man, or, as someone has described him, an honest, hard headed Scotchman, kindly but stubborn and irascible. His wife, some years younger than himself, was a beautiful woman warm-hearted impulsive and fond of company and amusement both were charitable and though not at this time in what is called society were in comfortable circumstances and fond of entertaining their friends there was yet another member of the family miss anne valentine an elder sister of mrs allen a lady of lovely disposition and almost as fond of edgar as was his so-called mother she was always his aunt nancy The Allens were at this time living in the business part of the town, occupying one of a row of dingy three-story brick houses, still standing on 14th Street, between Main and Franklin. Mr. Allen had his store on the ground floor, the family apartments being above. This was, at that time, and until long afterward, a usual mode of living with some of the downtown merchants, though a few had already built handsome residences on Chaco Hill little edgar bright gay and beautiful soon became the pet and pride of the household even mr allen grew fond of him and his wife delighted in taking him about and showing him off among her acquaintances in his baggy little trousers of yellow nankin or silk pongee with his dark ringlets flowing over an immense tucker red silk stockings and peaked purple velvet cap with its heavy gold tassel falling gracefully on one shoulder he was the admiration of all beholders his disposition was affectionate and his temper sweet though having been hitherto allowed to have his own way he was self-willed and sometimes difficult to manage to correct his faults and as a counterbalance to his wife's undue indulgence mr allen conscientiously set about training the boy according to his own ideas of what was best when edgar was good he was petted and indulged but an act of disobedience or wrong-doing was punished as some said with undue severity to shield him from this was the aim of the family even of the servants and the boy soon learned to resort to various little tricks and artifices on his own account an amusing instance of this was told by mrs allen herself edgar one day would persist in running out in the rain when mr allen peremptorily called him in with the threat of a whipping he presently entered and meekly walking up to his guardian looked him in the face with his large solemn gray eyes and held out a bunch of switches what are these for inquired the latter to whip me with answered the little diplomat and mr allen had to turn aside to hide a smile the switches had been selected with a purpose being only the long tough leaf stems of the Alanthus tree another anecdote i recall illustrative of the strict discipline to which edgar was subject my uncle mr edward valentine who was a cousin of mrs allen and often a visitor at her house was very fond of edgar and liking fun almost as much as did the child taught him many amusing little tricks one of these was to snatch away a chair from some big boy about to seat himself but edgar too young to discriminate on one occasion made a portly and dignified old lady the subject of this performance mr allen who in his anger was always impulsive immediately led away the culprit and his wife took the earliest opportunity of going to console her pet as the child was little over three years old it may be doubted whether the punishment administered was the wisest course but it was mr allen's way who apparently believed in the moral suasion of the rod edgar had no dogs and no pony and did not ride out with a groom to attend him like a little prince as a biographer has represented at this time the allen's circumstances were not such as to admit of such luxuries as to his appearance in this style at the famous white sulphur springs that is equally mythical there was however at least one summer when edgar was six years of age in which the allens were at one of the lesser virginia springs and in returning paid a visit to mr valentine's family near staunton this gentleman often took edgar out with him either driving or seated behind him on horseback and on receiving his paper from the country post-office would make the boy read the news to the mountain rustics who regarded him as a prodigy of learning thus far he had been taught by an old scotch dame who kept an infant school and who then and for years afterward called him her ain wee laddie and to whom as long as she lived he was accustomed to carry offerings of choice smoking tobacco he also learned from her to speak in the broad scottish dialect which greatly amused and pleased mr allen the boy was even at this age remarkably quick in learning anything mr valentine also delighted in getting up wrestling matches between edgar and the little pickaninnies with whom he played rewarding the victor with gifts of money but there was one thing which no money or other reward could induce the boy to undertake and this was to go near the country churchyard after sunset even in company with these same little darkies once in riding home late edgar being seated behind mr valentine they passed a deserted log cabin near which were several graves when the boy's nervous terror became so great that he attempted to get in front of his companion who took him on the saddle before him they would run after us and pull me off he said betraying at even this early age the weird imagination of his maturer years this incident led to his being questioned when it was discovered that he had been accustomed to go with his colored mammy to the servants rooms in the evenings and there listen to the horrible stories of ghosts and graveyard apparitions such as this ignorant and superstitious race delight in it is not improbable that the gruesome sketch of the tempest family, one of his earliest published, whose ghosts are represented as seated in coffins around a table in an undertaker's shop and thence flying back to their nearby graves, was not inspired by some such story heard in mr Allen's kitchen. Undoubtedly, these ghostly narratives heard at this early and impressionable age, served in part to produce those weird and ghoulish imaginings which characterized some of poe's writings and to create that tinge of superstition which was well known to his friends he always avoided cemeteries hated the sight of coffins and skeletons and would never walk alone at night even on the street believing that evil spirits haunted the darkness and walked beside the lonely wayfarer watching to do him a mischief death he loathed and feared and a corpse he would not look upon and yet as bound by a weird fascination he wrote continually of death edgar poe like every other southern child had his negro mammy to attend to him until he went to england to whom and the other servants he was as much attached as they to him indeed a marked trait of his character was his liking for negroes the effect of early association and to the end of his life he delighted in talking with them and in their quaint and kindly humour and odd modes of thought and expression edgar had been about three years with the Allens when he was again deprived of a home and sent among strangers mr allen went on a business trip to england and scotland accompanied by his wife miss valentine and edgar the latter of whom was put to school in london where he must have felt his loneliness and isolation still he came to the allens in holiday times and was with them in scotland for some months previous to their return to virginia little is known of them during this absence of five years chapter three